Hi, today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Baba G DIY Edible Kits. Do you like candy? Do you like cannabis? Have you always wondered what's the best way to marry the two? Well, wonder no longer. Go to OregonBaba.com and order yourself a DIY candy kit. Comes with mixture, tasty mixture, along with some molds. So if you have a little hair soil or, I don't know, vodka even, who knows? Mix whatever you want with it, uh, as long as it's legal in your state. Again, that's OregonBaba.com. One more time for the kids at home, OregonBaba.com. Got it? Got it. Great. Hey, welcome to the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. Um, this is episode number eight, I believe. Numero ocho. Thanks for making this uh, happy, happy, happy half hour a part of your happy hour. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday to you. Last Wednesday before Christmas. Um, probably doing your, your last minute shopping. Actually, that's not true. Your last minute shopping won't be until probably this weekend. Or, or thereafter. But what are you doing? You're probably ordering your stuff on Amazon Prime, right? Giving money to the CIA through Amazon. Um, okay, I've, I've ranted enough about the Amazon Echo. No, no need to cross that bridge. Yeah, I gotta my shopping. Here's what I do every year. I buy. Uh, for everyone who, who's on my Christmas list, a one-ounce silver round. Or maybe a silver American silver eagle. A little silver for you. A little silver bell. By the way, I'm parked in the parking lot of an L.A. fitness. Why? Because I just attempted to lift weights for the first time in Jesus knows how long it was ugly it was ugly oh man i needed i did some pull-ups and some dips and what did your boy need to do did your boy hop up on the on the bar there and pull himself up like a like a limber spry youngin no he tried to do that cranked one out and was like fuck this so i i swallowed my pride I ambled on over to the the assist dip, the assist chin, and uh, I had to put 55 pounds on the fucker. I had to put 55 pounds on the assist just so I could get a decent set of chin-ups in there, and a, a decent set of dips. What is happening? What is happening? I turned 36 two weeks ago, and and I can't fucking do pull-ups anymore? I got I to gotta go every week now. That's when it starts to decline, right? At in your late thirties. How much of that has to do with your body's internal clock, and how much of it has to do with just giving up? We shall find out. I bet every person when they turn like thirty-six, they get into their upper thirties. Everybody thinks they're gonna be the one person that doesn't degenerate. They're going to be the one person that beats aging. Oh, I'm going to be doing push-ups and pull-ups till I'm 90. Everybody thinks that. But maybe it's possible if you just never stop. 
right? Just keep on going. I don't know. No, I've been. I do go to the gym regularly. I don't lift weights though. I go and I play basketball. I play five on five basketball. Um, I got a question for you, East Coasters. Where are your ballers at? Like, when I was growing up, I always thought the East Coast, Philadelphia, New York. You go to a playground. You go to a, a, a LA fitness center. You know, you're gonna. There's gonna be guys just D one ballers all over. Maybe some of that street ball shit, just embarrassing uh, some Midwestern guy like me. Turns out y'all can't ball. What the fuck is going on? What? The, when did you guys? Did you guys never have it? What happened? Did you lose it? Are you guys playing video games now? You playing the two K? You skateboarding? What? What the hell's going on? Hey, college coaches in the Midwest, if you're looking for some undersized guards who can't shoot, I have a treasure trove of talent for you. Here in Philadelphia. Jesus Christ, how many fucking people live in, in New Jersey and Philadelphia? It's like a f- six million people uh, metropolitan area. You'd think it'd be swarming with like NBA talent. God, I'm, see- I'm playing against 19 year olds that are pre diabetic. These fatties can't even get up and down the court three times. Jesus Christ, put down the fucking Twinkies. Don't give me this, it's the jeans shit, because I didn't see these fatties running around 20 years ago when I was in my youth. You shouldn't be getting your ass handed to you by a 36-year-old whitey from Iowa. Christ. I'm sorry, rant over. Um, but but please, please tell me where the ballers are at, okay? Please tell me where they're at, because I've been going to all these legendary playgrounds that you heard referenced to rap songs and fucking ESPN street ball shit. And then it's all, oh, it's to say it's disappointing would be an understatement, okay? I should be the worst player on the court by far. I should be embarrassed to even show up and ask to play, okay? I shouldn't, you shouldn't be coming to me for advice on footwork and turnaround junk. I should be asking you how the fuck you do your little crossover shit. Boy, is this the ultimate humble brag? Probably. <laughs> I'm not that good. I am not that good, and I'm old. But um, um, but it's good for you. My point is, if you want to stay, you know, relatively healthy, because I'm not much to look at. I got a little, I got a little pouch in my tummy. I'm not. There's no six pack. There's no four pack. There's not even, you know, uh, maybe. You know, there's the gut, basically. It's like the chest and but I'm not big enough to have a justified gut. I'm like kinda like on the verge of skinny fat, I think. Nothing worse than skinny fat. Nothing worse than a skinny guy with a little bit of a gut. <sighs> I get you guys really uh are are interested in hearing this, I'm sure. This is why you listen to this random fucking podcast. To hear your boy talk about uh, physical fitness. Enough of that. What was I talking about before I got sidetracked with the, the parking lot? Uh, oh yeah, Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping. Silver rounds. Just just throwing this out there. I'm not. I don't do this podcast to convince you of anything. By the way, I, I just do this podcast because I want to get some thoughts out in the air, so I don't uh, terrorize my friends and family by ranting at them. Uh, in inappropriate times. I figured I'll just get one rant out the way, put it out into the universe, and, um, and and let that be. So I'm not trying to convince you of anything here. 
I'm just offering a little food for thought on gift-giving ideas. Maybe consider some silver bullion. Hmm? Some precious metals. Why not? I know what you're thinking. It sounds like we're going to go down some rabbit hole anti-bank conspiracy theory. No, we're not. Well, we might. We might. But I'm going to try not to. Point is, the silver is a great... um, Because think about about all the gifts we... Every Christmas, they brainwash us into buying uh, rapidly depreciating in value goods. I'm going to start over. They brainwash us into buying goods whose value rapidly depreciates, like, you know, consumable goods, right? Like think of, think of five years ago or pick a random year, let's say 2015. Think about all the gifts you got in 2015, if you got any, you know, let's say you got three, between three and five gifts. Maybe you had a secret Santa in your office. Maybe you had a little family get together. You traded some gifts. Maybe your, your spouse or your, your, uh, your loved one, your significant other gave you a gift and vice versa. Maybe you got some gifts. But anyway, can you even remember all the gifts you got in five years ago in, in 20, what would that be, 14? Do you still have them around? Okay. Let's say you do still uh, not only remember the gifts you got five years ago, but you still have them around, readily available. What do you suppose their value is? Right? So you got a new, I don't care what it is, even a, a smartphone. So you got a brand new $800 smartphone in 2015. What's that $800 smartphone worth right now? If you if it's even still around, if it's not broken. It's probably not worth shit. It's depreciated in value. And I get it, there's sentimental value, but nobody gives a fuck about a phone. We don't we're not sentimental about that. All right? Let's say I bought let's say you got a real good gift 45 year 45 5 years ago. Let's say you got a car. Let's say you got a brand new car for I don't know $40,000. A nice new car $40,000. And what, five years ago, you probably put, I don't know, 100,000 miles on it since then. Maybe not quite. Maybe you put 80,000 miles on it. But even so, what's that car worth now that you bought for $40,000 four years, five years later? That car is probably worth $18,000. So you lost $22,000, right? Pick a gift. I don't care what Christmas presents you're given, uh, underwear, ties. That shit is quickly depreciating in value the second you buy that shit on Black Friday or whenever you buy it and you wrap it. So if you really if you really are playing the long game, what you do is you buy some precious metals. Okay? And I, I'm just going to go ahead and assume you're as poor as I am and you're not fucking with gold. Okay? Because gold is what? Between $1,000 and $2,000 an ounce? I don't keep track. You know, gold's a, it's expensive. <laughs> It's no platinum, but it's pretty fucking expensive. You know, an ounce, and to, to visualize an ounce, an ounce is like, a, you know, a really, really big coin, like the diameter of a clown nose. <laughs> um, I don't know about the size of whatever. It's an ounce. It's, it's like 2,000. Fuck that. You got to get like a, a, a tiny little piece of gold, and that's not practical. So what you do is you buy a, a silver ounce. And what's a silver ounce cost, you, you're wondering. Offhand, I don't know, but generally, recently, it's been it's been between fifteen dollars and twenty dollars an ounce, right? That's a perfect price gift, you know, a little modest gift. Um, and you could get a collector version that's you know more valuable, up to forty dollars, sixty dollars. That's a nice, you know, it's not going to break your bank, 
But here's my point. Let's say you do that every year. Uh, you're buying somebody a fucking silver coin every year. Well, shit adds up, right? Ten years later, those cocksuckers have ten ounces of silver. Okay? And, and the beautiful thing about silver, it doesn't depreciate. I mean, it, it, the price of silver can go up and down, but I mean the material itself, it doesn't like biodegrade, you know? Silver, silver, unless you like fuck it up and got some smudge and shit on it. But it's you know it's the same. It's the, it's silver. It's it, it generally goes up in value anyway because of inflation. So here's my point. Those they got ten. Let's say silver right now is twenty bucks after you account for spot. Ten times twenty. That's what two hundred dollars. Is that right? Yeah. So they got two hundred dollars worth of shit. And that's just like the shallow measuring it in terms of dollar value. I mean, it's who cares really about the dollar amount. Uh, you might say, and I would agree. And then, well, the sentimental value is even better. And then guess what? The silver doesn't biodegrade. So the sentimental value is retained. You got the value. And then if the you know hyperinflation rears its ugly head, as it does every so often in, in, uh, throughout history, well, you're protected there. You can, uh, you can trade your silver in for some bread. Okay, is that... Guys, I'm phoning this one in. I am phoning this one in. Okay? It's it's that time of year. But but consider that. Consider this year. You could take a time machine, any point in history, with some silver, and you're gonna be alright, right? You can go way back in the past, you go way into the future. No matter where you go to, you can trade that silver for some shit. You know, you go back in history, trade it for a hut, uh, some rice. You know, some dude's daughter, you know, you could trade that shit in for something, right? But if you show, if you go back in time and show up with a bunch of uh, uh, filthy pieces of paper with some white guy's shitty drawings on them and some arbitrary numbers scribbled on it, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Get the fuck out of here with your paper. I mean, we can use it for kindling, maybe wipe our asses, but that doesn't mean anything to them, right? I don't know. We got swindled out of using precious metals for money. That's what happened. Because banks don't like it, right? Banks don't like gold or, or silver. They got no time for that shit. You know why? Because it takes labor to collect it. You can't just print silver or gold on a computer screen and lend that shit out. You got to mine it. got to pay some guy to fucking dig in it. You know, he's going to start getting uppity, start demanding fair wages and health care. Uh, there's only so much of it. So that's a pain in the ass. You're way better off tricking a population into coveting your little uh, unit of wealth. Uh, and then if you can have the ability to just generate as much of it as you, as you want, kind of have unlimited power in a way. Don't you? Because I'm trying to figure this out. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I am open f to be educated. I'm a simple man, okay? I just, I just look at what I, I just read, what I can, and then I, I make conclusions. Sometimes my conclusions seem strange when I consider what most people's conclusions are. And a good example of that is money. Like I'm trying to figure this out. So we're all operating on fiat currency right now, the entire world. It's no longer backed by any commodity, allegedly, right? There's no, no gold window. You can't. It's just arbitrary. Fiat, F-I-A-T, literally means by government decree. So all of our currency, the world over, has its value based on government decree, Right? But uh, let's say you are the – it has to originate somewhere. At a certain point, every 
piece of currency has to be produced somewhere by somebody. And it has to go through a certain number of hands before it trickles down into the quote-unquote real economy. Okay? So let's say you and me, hypothetical person listening to this, we have a partnership. And let's say we're at the top. We, If you can create currency, as much currency as you want, and it, there's no... Um, there's no limit to it. It's exactly, in effect, the same as having a counterfeit machine that can you can counterfeit as many currency units as you can, right? In our case, it's the Federal Reserve and the Treasury. And they kind of, you know, they, they delineate the responsibilities to kind of make it seem more complicated than it is. But at the end of the day, effectively, the Federal Reserve conjures units out of thin air and that's what our economy uses. We call them dollars. <laughs> Whatever, picking the fucking name. Uh, but, we, but they're casino chips. They're arbitrary casino chips, okay? So let's say me and you. Let's say you, or if you want to just use you. Let's say you have the power. You are the chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh, whose board members we aren't publicized, by the way. How weird is that? It's the most powerful organization in our country, and we don't know who's on the board, it's assumed to be the CEOs of like the eight, 12 major banks, but you know, might want to make that shit public. I don't know. I'm just a guy on the sidelines. It's, it's, I don't have a horse in the race, but might want to, might want to publicize that shit. If you live in a so-called democracy, I don't know, maybe live up to your definition. But anyway, let's say you're fucking in charge of create me and you, we're going to conjure up some dollar bills. How long would it take for us to own the world? How long would it take to buy the world? Now think about it. You have to put some thought into this. I don't mean you literally go, hey, I want to buy the world. You got to be sneaky about it. How do you own the world? If you if you have all the money, there's no literally you have all the money in the world because you could just make this little machine. Uh, I want I want cause, uh, a billion dollars. I want a hundred million billion dollars. I want a gazillion dollars. All you got to do is add a few zeros and you have that uh, right into your bank account. How long would it take you to own the world, to buy the world? Well, the first thing you want, if you're smart, you don't want people to figure it out. So the first thing you do would be to bribe the people with guns, first of all. You want to make sure you don't get arrested, right? Because counterfeiting would be illegal. So what you do is you say, first of all, you make it illegal for anybody else to do what you're doing. Because <laughs> if anybody else could do it, you, you don't got a monopoly anymore. So the first thing you do is you bribe the guys with guns, which by that I mean the military and the police. All right, so they're on your payroll, and it doesn't. Money's no object to you. If they say no to a million, make it a billion. It doesn't fucking matter to you. So you buy the military and police. So you got the guns, and you don't have to worry about getting arrested. And in fact, you can use them to round up and put dudes in cages that are doing what you're doing, because you can accuse them of counterfeiting money, even though that's what you're doing. I.e., that's what the Federal Reserve is doing. <laughs> okay, so first you do that, the guys with guns. Then you got to control the mind, so then you start bribing academia and media. And what you want to do, you just don't bribe them outright. What you do is you form foundations, and you wash the money. You set up front organizations, and you and, and soon you, you have the entire, uh, the bogus, intel, what are they, the, the faux intelligentsia on your side. You know, the people that position themselves as gatekeepers of ideas. You have them on your side, boom, you're a businessman. That only takes about a decade. You got the fucking guys with the guns on your side, you got them paid off, and you got the guys with the uh, controlling the public brain on your side. That's pretty damn good. What, what's next? 
What's next? Front organizations, man. You can't own that shit yourself. You say you find yourself a friend. Hey, Bobby, you want to own a, a, a fucking a bank? Yeah. All right. Hey, Bobby, here's a fucking bank. You're a charter member of my, make up a fucking word, you know, Federal Reserve's taken. So you got to come up with a different word to describe your outfit. Call it the, I don't know, the National uh, Trust. Is that already taken? Is that already taken? It's got a good ring to it. We're the National Fuck Trust. All right. And uh, here's my casino chips. You can uh, borrow this at uh, 0.5% interest. All you got to pay me is 0.5% interest. But you can go ahead and uh, loan it out at 1% interest and double your money there uh, or whatever. You can loan it at 3%. So that fucker, all he's got to do is borrow from me and lend to somebody else. How many layers can we do that to? How many layers can we do that to before that money's trickling down to actual businesses, i.e. corporations, small businesses, things that actually do goods and services? Hey, Jimmy, you want a fucking, uh, you want a, uh, uh, a garbage collecting company? I got one for it. Every, the next thing you know, it's basically a mob. It's basically a big, giant mob. And then you got to hire actors, right? You got to hire actors to pretend to be lawmakers, right? Problem is, the good-paying acting jobs are actually an entertainment. So you got to just kind of scrape from the bottom. So you got, like, the shitty actors. And I've basically described our entire system. That's basically what happened to our system. Just a couple of fucking guys got a, uh, <laughs> a monopoly on the currency and bought everything. But to be fair, though, it's, it's kind of worked out. You know, <laughs> they did a, they've done a bang-up job. Uh, but they, but anyway, that's why they don't, that's why they're always telling you don't buy silver. Silver's bullshit, they'll tell you. They'll tell you gold's bullshit. They'll tell you all that because they need you to go towards their currency. They can't have us be trading gold and silver with one another. Or they, they'll tell us it's inconvenient. Yeah, you don't want to be carrying. Well, why can't I just store the gold with you and then you can give us paper receipts and we can trade those? That's kind of how money started anyway. Can't we? No, no, we can't do that because then we couldn't, um, we couldn't overproduce the number of certificates relative to gold shares. So we couldn't do that. Um, I don't know. It's weird that this whole, the whole monetary, uh, criticizing our banking and monetary policy is associated now with the right wing. Isn't that weird? The right wing. And interestingly, these, Mar these so-called Marxists are always bitching about corporations, but they never say shit about the banks. Like our banking system, our finance system, our finance class, for lack of a better word, um, is certainly antithetical to Marxist values, if they have them. Why aren't Marxists calling out the banks? Why aren't Marxists calling out the Federal Reserve? Could it be because the because Marxism was created by banks as like a, a safety valve, a release valve, if you will, for discontent? Kind of, it's kind of a weird omission. Um, I've I've given Marxists enough shit by now, haven't I? Probably not. Probably they deserve as much shit as they can get. What a weird religion that is, Marxism. It's funny they don't think of themselves as being religious or being a religion. It's got every hallmark of a religion. You got a, you got a prophet. You got some goofy text that seems profound. When you're like 14, and then you read it when you're an adult, and you're like, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of hole in that logic there, right? It becomes very dogmatic. Uh, people willing to 
kill in the name of it. Because the ends always justify the means. Just, just stupidity run amok. But it's the weird kind of stupidity that fancies itself as intellectual. Which is pretty much the most annoying kind of stupidity. Right? The overeducated, I have a master's degree stupidity. Like it's that hard to get a master's degree anymore. You just need money or willingness to go into debt. There, I mean, it's... If I ever, ever try to back up an argument with, I have a political science degree, please put a bullet between my eyes because I will need it because I will be going, uh, uh, I will have dementia at that point if I ever do that shit. Those people that, well, actually, I have a degree in gender studies, so I can tell you what womanhood is all about, even though I'm a man. Oh, it's, we're going to have a new segment. This is the third time. We're going to have soapbox uh, serenading. Something we needed some alliteration. Soapbox uh, slander. Ah, soapbox slander. Oh, so we'll figure something out. Uh, but get on my soapbox here again. It's fun to be up on a soapbox, right? You get a better view. You can see over the crowd. <laughs> okay. We're going to cut this one short again. Because I don't know. I think 20 minutes is more than enough, isn't it? 20 minutes a week. We'll get this shit going more in the future. Uh, but uh, if you would, if you don't mind, uh, maybe hit the old uh, uh, subscribe button on uh, podcasts, uh, whether it's Spotify, iTunes. I'm also on YouTube. American Hubris, I believe, is the channel. I'll have to cross-check that. Hubris American? Nope. American Hubris. Uh, got a little clips up there. Uh, give a Give a rating. Give a five-star rating if you could. You can give. I'll take a four. Uh, a solid four. It's nothing to sneeze at. Um, just don't give me a one. Email me your hate. Don't don't make that shit public. Go right at me. I can take it. Um, that's been the Hey OK Hot Happy Hour episode eight. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. We got the uh, winter solstice coming up. So hey, hey, we're gonna get over this. This is the ultimate hump day today. Because not only are we uh, getting in the midweek, we're also about to get over that shortest day of the year. So uh, we'll see you. We'll see you Christmas. Uh, have a good week. Bye bye.